You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Episode 15, Double Standards, Trump and the Espionage Act. On August 8th, 2022, the FBI seized over 300 classified FBI and CIA documents held by Trump at Mar-a-Lago, including many top-secret documents compromising national security. We are now hearing that Trump is withholding even more documents. In February 2017, Reality Winner was charged with leaking one government document proving Russian interference in the 2016 election. Calling Reality a terrorist and convicting her under the Espionage Act of 1917 was the Trump administration's way of saving face and burying the truth. Reality received the longest prison sentence ever imposed for the unauthorized release of government information, five years and three months. And it's important to remember, Reality did not leak U.S. secrets to a foreign enemy, nor was she seeking any personal benefit whatsoever. Reality had a singular goal, to help protect democracy. I'm Dori Berenstein. And I'm Sally Horchow. And this is Reality. In our last episode, we spoke to Joe Conison and Marcy Wheeler about the FBI's raid of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. In today's episode, we speak to Micah Lee, the Director of Information Security for The Intercept, about the implications of that FBI raid. If you recall, The Intercept is the news site that published Reality's document proving Russian interference in the 2016 election. Michael Lee is also one of the founders of the Freedom of the Press Foundation, which protects, defends, and empowers public interest journalism. In 2013, when Edward Snowden was preparing to leak documents about NSA surveillance, he wanted to talk to Laura Poitras and he wanted to talk to Glenn Greenwald and he didn't have a secure way to contact them. And so at the time, we had just founded Freedom of the Press Foundation. It was a group to support whistleblowers and to support journalists that are uh, working with whistleblowers. And this organization was only like a month or two old. Micah has a PGP fingerprint on his staff profile, which enables anyone to send him an encrypted message. Edward Snowden used that fingerprint to reach out directly to Micah. Edward Snowden sent me an encrypted message. He asked for 
it, 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 for my health, basically, if I could help him securely talk to Laura Poitras. And I had no idea who he was. It was just an anonymous um, email address and it was encrypted, but I went ahead and helped him. And he just said that it was important. Over the months, I, I kept talking to him and helping him and helping uh, like Laura and Glenn, but I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> After they decided to start The Intercept, they basically hired me on to do security for The Intercept. And so I've been uh, working at The Intercept ever since. But yeah, Freedom of the Press Foundation was, uh, it's a great organization. It does a lot of technical work. I've, I've worked a lot more on the technical side where like they, they make software called SecureDrop, which is used for sources to securely and anonymously communicate with journalists. You know, it's done a lot of work around the Espionage Act and Obama and then Trump's, you know, war against journalism using the Espionage Act. Micah believes that this aggressive prosecution of whistleblowers is a threat to the freedom of the press. So whistleblowers are critical to, uh, to journalism. That's critical to getting the word out about things that are happening, because in a lot of cases, you know, we just would never know about, about corruption. We would never know about, you know, crimes being committed if there weren't for someone on the inside that knows about this and that decides to share it. You know, I, so I think that Reality Winner is a good example um, because she saw solid evidence that, you know, Russia was interfering with the election. And meanwhile, you know, in the whole public discourse, this was being like treated as if, as, as if, you know, it was contra or as if it wasn't real. Uh, Trump was saying it was fake news. You know, people were saying that this is just a bunch of nonsense, but she had proof. The, you know, the U.S. government knew and she kind of exposed the president's lies. And I think that that really moved the conversation forward. The risks whistleblowers take are enormous. They often don't understand the consequences of their actions. Michael Lee elaborates. A lot of whistleblowers don't really realize how much trouble they might get in. They're just like, oh, man this is like fucked up. I need to do something about that. And that's just how they feel. And so then they just do something about that. And then they don't realize that like, they could be facing serious criminal penalties. And then also, you know, even when they do, even when they take the steps to try to protect themselves, it's much, much, much easier for, uh, you know, the FBI and for leak investigators than it is for the whistleblower. Because after, a story is published with leaked information in it and, a, and an investigation starts, the investigators have so much power. They have so much uh, information that they can pull on. And the reason really is because every single thing that we do is, is recorded and logged and tracked. And so it starts with the whistleblowers, like if, if they're at work, they're using their work computer or their, or their work phone like all of the information on the computer and phone is logged. Like they can look through their browser histories. They can look through, um, you know, their email and, and their messaging apps and everything. And oftentimes there's restricted databases that whistleblowers use. So like they log into a database, they do some searches, they, um, you know, maybe download some files from it. Every single little aspect of it is logged. And so the, document that Reality win uh, Winner leaked was she was one of the six people that had printed it. 
And they knew exactly who those six people were. And so that was like, you know, where they started their investigation. And then they started looking through all six of those people. And then, you know, beyond the work devices, um, then they can get search warrants and, and get information from Google and Twitter and telecom carriers. And so they sent search warrants to all of these companies and got uh, loads of information back. And then they also, if they have enough evidence, they can raid your house. They can look through all of your stuff. They basically have all of this information. Well, meanwhile, the whistleblowers, unless they're already basically like trained as a spy, they just don't really have very much hope, <laughs> which is very, it's very upsetting. As we discussed in our previous episode, the government has used the Espionage Act to go after whistleblowers. Currently, Trump could be facing the same charge. Micah shares his thoughts. And I mean, I think that the one exception, obviously, is if you were Donald Trump, then you get very special treatment because if you misuse classified documents, you get to like claim that they were your personal documents, even though they're classified government documents. You get to claim that, you know, you have executive privilege, even though you're not the president anymore. And then you get like a judge that you appointed to appoint the special master and all sorts of stuff. So Trump is getting very special treatment in this case. But for everybody else, there, there's, there's no way to, to defend your actions. It's ironic. I wish there wasn't such a double standard. But I think that in Trump's case, all the information hasn't actually come out. There might actually be real national security issues with him having, having these documents. It's interesting because as, as president, he, he does have the ability to declassify um, you know, any classified information that he wants. But specifically, there was there was no evidence that he actually took any steps to declassify this. So I think that that doesn't hold very much weight. <laughs> the Department of Justice seems to be implying that there are, that some of these are like the most highly classified documents and that there's uh, like severe national security concerns. I don't think that there's much of a, you know, public interest thing there. Uh, to go back to the question, like, is there a chance that he might get in in real trouble? I think there is a chance. I think that um, this is one of the several, you know, investigations into Trump. It's a big one because I think that these charges are very serious. Yet, as we've seen time and time again, the government gives special treatment to those with power, money and connections. If it were anyone but Trump, it would be a no-brainer. He would be sentenced to years in prison, uh, you know, just for this investigation. <laughs> um, but, but you know, he already has a huge political movement on his side, and he also already has a judge that's willing to make, like, exceptions just for Trump. And so we'll see if, th if this continues and if he somehow gets off. If the legal system were fair, then yes, he would definitely be getting sentenced to prison just for mishandling classified documents, regardless of his reason, because that's what happens with everyone else who mishandles classified documents. Micah believes the Espionage Act of 1917 needs to be reformed so that it can no longer be used against journalists or their sources. The main thing that I would that I would do is reform the Espionage Act to make a public interest defense, to make it so that if you actually can explain why your mishandling of classified documents was for the public good, then it's not illegal. I mean, I think that really it should be reserved just for people who are actually 
selling out their country who are actually trying to profit from classified information or who are actively trying to help an enemy country. But like sending classified information to journalists, there are still arguments that, that this could be hurting national security in, in some cases, but I think in other cases, that's not the case at all. However, most of the American public isn't familiar with the Espionage Act, so there isn't a public interest in reforming it. I mean, I think that really like the times where the Espionage Act has been the most abused, which was really starting under Obama and then kind of like expanded quite a bit under Trump. That's when there was the most like news around the Espionage Act and, you know, how it's being um, abused basically to go after journalists. And I think that that's when probably there would have been the most appetite to do some reform of it. Um, and in some ways, the fact that the Biden administration just isn't going that route, I think is making people like, you know, not really feel like it's a problem. But, you know, it is still a problem, but also there's future administrations. What happens if Trump gets elected again, <laughs> right? Like in the next decades and decades and decades of this country, like like this is just a, a tool that federal government has to, um, go against people that in many cases really try and just like explain things that are completely hidden to the American public that are very wrong. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Daniel Hale is a whistleblower who uh, was charged with espionage uh, under the Espionage Act for leaking a bunch of documents related to the drone program and the fact that, like, you know, the U.S. has this massive targeted killing program where they have this giant list of people to assassinate and then they have these robots flying through the skies assassinating them and nobody really knew any details about it because it was all classified until until he leaked these to journalists. A small number of people are, are willing to to risk it for the greater good. But you know, sometimes people feel like they really need to because because of, of the terrible things that they're witnessing. And it's a very hard choice. If, 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 you're, if you suddenly realize that the organization that you work for is doing some like very despicable things, you know, you just know <laughs> that there's this like massive, you know, program that is, you know, has a list of people to kill. And that like part of the whole um, drone documents showed that everyone that uh, died from a US drone strike that wasn't the target, 
but that was like male and older than 16, they just uh, like classified them as an enemy, as like a like a military age male. We asked Micah if he thought things had improved since Biden came into office. I don't know. I don't really think they are. I think that the Biden administration has not been focusing on going after journalism and going after whistleblowers the same way that the Trump administration and the Obama administration were. But the laws are the same. Like if if the Biden Department of Justice decided that they really didn't like something that came out, they can still use the Espionage Act against the people that they don't like that are publishing stories against them. Uh, yeah, I think that it's very rare that, like, if law enforcement gets new powers, that they'll, they're willing to give them up. <laughs> I don't think this problem is going away. I think that, you know, there will continue to be whistleblowers. I think that it is getting harder and harder and harder for whistleblowers to blow the whistle and not get caught. It's, a, it's an entirely different situation than it was with uh, Daniel Ellsberg, where he could just take paper documents from a safe and spend a few weeks photocopying them. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, it doesn't take a few weeks at like in a basement with a photocopier. It takes like 10 minutes in a, in a USB hard drive. Uh, so it also is in, in some ways easier for, for whistleblowers to get lots of information and move it around. But I think it's kind of unrealistic to, to think that unless they are very, very, very sophisticated, that they could do this without getting caught. In our next episode, we will speak with Reality herself and with Billy Winner Davis, Reality's mother, about Reality's petition for clemency and how the family is dealing with current events. We're incredibly grateful to our special guest, Micah Lee. Reality's interrogation by the FBI was captured in the critically acclaimed Broadway play, Is This a Room?, conceived and directed by Tina Satter. This podcast is created, written, and produced by Dori Berenstein, Sally Horchow, and Rebecca Aparicio, and the Broadway Podcast Network. Sound engineers are Alan Seals and Kimberly Garris. Editor is Alan Seals. Executive producer is Liz Armstrong. And a giant thank you to the team at the Broadway Podcast Network for their tremendous work on This Is Reality. Kimberly Garris, Bea Westby, Michaela Brewster, Maddie Page, Ethan Nienaber, Allison Arns, Andrew DeWolf, and Eli Tokash. This Is Reality is part of the Gotham's fiscal sponsorship program under the Sound and Light Project. You can take action to help pardon reality by signing the petition at standwithreality.org. For more information, visit bpn.fm slash thisisreality. And make sure to check out all the podcasts on the Broadway Podcast Network. And please join us for the next episode as the story unfolds on This Is Reality. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.